0: You know, listen to your bodies and be your own health advocate and a lot of self-care, self-acceptance, self-love, and you know, those are all the tools to be the best version of yourself so that you can be like, you know, a great daughter, great mom, great businesswoman, anything that you wanna be. But it all starts with you.
1: Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for listening in today to the Confident Mompreneur podcast, the podcast by real women for real women, where we talk about real life difficulties and triumphs as women, moms, business owners, and more. Thanks so much for being a part of our Confident Tribe. Let's get into it. Hi. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I am doing good. Thanks
0: so much for being here with me. Yeah, excited to be here. I'm like so glad that you reached out to me. I was like not expecting that. So I was like really excited. Yeah, yeah. of
1: course. I had seen you somewhere else. I don't remember. And so I like I followed you and was like, oh, she's got some great stuff. Like I feel like she would be a really good guest on the podcast. So I'm glad that we were able to make it
0: work. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Me too.
1: Well, awesome. Um, Do you want to get us started then by introducing yourself a little bit about who you are and what you do?
0: Yes. Hi, uh, my name is Dr. Ami Patel. I'm a board certified pharmacotherapy specialist and a licensed clinical pharmacist. I specialize in internal medicine and preventative healthcare and uh, my passion for, uh, for preventative healthcare comes from my own struggles with PCOS, which we'll definitely be talking about more later. Um, so I also provide coaching services for women that have PCOS. I'm a medical writer speaker, and I serve as a medical advisor for a company called Healthline Media. Um, Some of my other passions include empowering people to take control of their health, providing evidence-based education, especially because like social media. There's a lot of misinformation and myths out there. So as a pharmacist, I feel really passionate to provide evidence-based education. Um, Being someone who's Indian and another passion of mine is just raising awareness and breaking stigma about PCOS mental health, menstrual health and PCOS in minority communities. I also have a podcast and a YouTube channel and some of my other services include online course and a community for individuals with PCOS she does all the things yeah, a that's a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well that is so cool so uh what made you like drive into medicine especially as like a woman of color I'm sure that that is like you know you're one of very few going into medicine
0: yeah that's a good question I really like learning about it and there was always constantly something new happening, challenging in a good way. And then the other thing is just helping people, you know, being able to serve and make someone feel better at the end of the day, like being a pharmacist. That's how that started.
1: Mm -hmm. I love that so much. So you brought up a little bit of like, why you got into kind of your specialized area was because of your own struggles. Can you talk a little bit about that and kind of what that looked like for you?
0: Definitely. So I was diagnosed with PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome, about 10 years ago. And at that time, I was finishing pharmacy school. But throughout pharmacy school, like we did not learn about PCOS at all. Maybe it was like casually mentioned. Um, And when I sought help from my doctors, like they just told me like, okay, you know, just take birth control and you'll be fine with it. And then when you want to have kids, like if you struggle, we'll give you more meds and you'll be fine on birth control. And then that was like pretty much it. And I'm a pharmacist. Okay. So it's unfortunate and like embarrassing to say that, like, I didn't know any better because I still put that trust in my providers. Like, okay, they know what's best. And I didn't even question it. I just like blindly took it for seven years. And then I was still at that time, like having breakthrough symptoms, like difficulty losing weight, I started to lose hair, I was still getting acne. And I was like, you know, something was like, this is doesn't feel like the birth control is actually helping me as much. And then I wanted to come off of it. But some of my providers were like, Oh, well, why do you want to come off if you're like, not planning to have kids? And I was like, well, I don't think it's helping. So basically, I was looking for like, A different way of managing my PCOS other than what what Western medicine was offering, which was just the medications. And so that's how I initially started on social media, more so just like raising awareness about PCOS, sharing my journey, doing a lot of trial and error of lifestyle changes. And then eventually it just grew and people were just reaching out to me like, hey, you know, I'm not getting the help I need either from Western medicine. And, you know, can you help me? And like I was saying about the stigma, a lot of people within the minority communities were just like appreciative that somebody was talking about it. So that is how all of that got started.
1: Yeah. So do you want to explain for those who don't know a little bit more about what PCOS is and what it looks like?
0: Yes, definitely. So PCOS it is really common, anywhere from one in five to one in 10 women have it, but it is commonly misdiagnosed or underdiagnosed. Like I mentioned, I didn't learn anything about it in pharmacy school, even in medical school, the training on it is very little, if any. And unfortunately, the money just being, isn't put into the research, so our providers don't have the education on it. So that's a lot of the reasons why it's misdiagnosed. and. Um, Underdiagnosed, and it That's is so caused a, it is really crazy for it how very, many women very, have very it crazy.
1: one in five yeah to one in ten, and we don't have any research basically around it
0: yeah it's really really it gets me really like fired up and upset about it because I know that like you know when it comes to men and their health conditions a lot of money goes into their medications and treatments but when it comes to women's health it's very just forgotten about which is anyways a tangent and really upsetting (laughs) but yes and I will say now though with like social media and there is a lot of awareness coming up about PCOS and there's lots of organizations that are doing advocacy and trying to get the funding that we deserve but yes I am hoping for a brighter future. Definitely. <laughs> I, I know. We need it. <laughs> yes. So, so it is a woman's health condition caused by a hormone imbalance. And um it's a combination of things that can contribute to that, like stress, environmental factors. We live in an environment now where we're constantly exposed to toxins. Um, in our foods and just the products we use, other things that can cause it is insulin resistance, genetics, um, and inflammation. So those are like, it's a multifactorial complex condition.
1: So what are some of the symptoms that somebody might see um, that would maybe help guide them into a diagnosis? Especially if, you know, doctors... (laughs) don't even aren't great about giving a diagnosis on that
0: yeah so it's a little so the symptoms can overlap with a lot of other conditions like hypothyroidism or like endometriosis but specifically for PCOS some things that can manifest are based on having high male hormones so having those high, high male hormones can lead to things like acne showing up and hair loss, like male, pa- pa- male pattern, baldness, hair loss, Um, having weight around the abdomen area, primarily like difficulty losing weight with that, having irregular periods. Those are some of the signs that are visible. And then some things like it can still, you know, those things can affect your mental health. A lot of things can cause like vitamin deficiencies, having a hormone imbalance can... Um, affect your neurotransmitters which can also contribute to mental health concerns as well yeah a lot of signs and symptoms
1: i'm sure it definitely has an impact on your mental health i feel like um you brought up you know social media is bringing more of uh, an eye i guess to this condition but i also feel like sometimes it uh also promotes like some of the myths or misconceptions around it as well um I think like some of the things that I have heard is like you know it really impacts your fertility or it could be because you're already overweight are any of those things true
0: are they not true great questions okay so the yeah one of the biggest myths is that PCOS is caused by being overweight and So a lot of times providers tell patients like, you know, just lose weight and your PCOS will improve, but actually weight gain is a symptom of having PCOS. And the reason that weight gain is a symptom is because the cause, some of the causes of PCOS are things like insulin resistance, which can lead to weight gain. So it's not, so it's actually really the other way around. So it's not true. Like once your PCOS improves, you will actually lose weight. Not so that, like, if you lose weight, your PCOS will improve. Sorry. And then as you meant Oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: I just was laughing because it's like, you know, which came first, the chicken or the egg? But in, the- <laughs> but in this case, we know that it actually causes the weight gain. So that's interesting.
0: I think, you know, the issue another thing that upsets me (laughs) sorry I'm not trying to like have I don't know I guess I'm just really passionate have your soapbox
1: moment we love it
0: (laughs) I feel like people providers sometimes use weight as like a cop-out like well let me just tell this person that you know they just need to lose weight and then once they lose weight they can come back to me and like I don't know what else to offer them so I'm just gonna blame it on the weight like I'm starting to really feel that way and Like a lot of my clients still get told those things. So that's why it really upsets me. But yes, that is a myth. No,
1: I 100% agree with that. I feel like a lot of, um, especially women, because let's be honest, we're just tougher than men are with pain. That's I probably think why (laughs) men get more attention paid to them on these things. But um Like, especially as women, I feel like providers are so easy to blame everything on weight. And they look past, you know, the chronic illnesses that are actually contributing to that weight (laughs) instead of, you know, it's very frustrating. I agree. Yes.
0: And then the other misconception is that PCOS causes infertility. So that's not true either. Like, just because a woman has PCOS doesn't mean she's going to struggle with, um, conceiving. She can still conceive naturally. The reason that this is a common myth is because a lot of times, like when women first get their periods in their early teens, mid teens, if they're having irregular periods, sometimes, you know, they just get prescribed birth control. And as I was saying with my story, they don't come off of it until they're ready to conceive. And so for all those 10, 15, 20 years even, right? Like if someone starts birth control when they're 12 and they conceive when they're around 32, 20 years they're on this medication and they will still have those irregular periods if nothing was done in those 20 years in their lifestyle to change it or even like what was originally originally causing those irregular periods. And if that's not addressed, when someone comes off of the birth control then they will get that diagnosis of PCOS and infertility at the same time so then it's just like okay well you have PCOS and you have infertility because of that but really we didn't ever give that woman a fair chance of even like you know managing her lifestyle seeing what her periods were really like so that's where the misconception comes from but it's not true you know, PCOS can, it's a lifelong condition. There's no cure for it, but it can be managed. You can have, you can have regular periods. You can have, you know, like you can manage the testosterone levels and you're, you don't have to experience the acne or the hair loss, then you can have like a healthy weight as well.
1: Mm -hmm. So that brings up a really good question. I think, um, talking about the birth control that they typically put people on as soon as they get this diagnosis if they weren't already on it is that effective or is there something else that we should be doing if we have
0: pcos that's a great question so there is definitely a role that birth control can play um so some of the risks like if you are not getting your periods at all then your endometrial lining doesn't go through that monthly shutting. And eventually having that buildup of skin in your body and tissue can cause you to be at increased risk for cancer. So having taking birth control gives you that withdrawal bleed. It doesn't regulate your cycle. Let me just put that out there. It doesn't regulate your cycle. It gives you, it shuts off your natural hormones and it causes you to do like a monthly withdrawal bleed which is good to keep that endometrium and the lining growing every month so in that sense it can be good it does help decrease the testosterone level so it can help manage some of your symptoms like it can improve that hair loss it can help a little bit maybe with the weight gain and the acne and things like that but ultimately if you're not changing your lifestyle if you're not figuring out why you're getting the symptoms of pcos that you are that when you do eventually come off of birth control you may still have those symptoms come back um, i think the best thing if a doctor asks tells you like hey you know take birth control for pcos then i think people should ask like okay you know i want i'm okay with taking it but like what is the plan for me to come off like how how much time should i give myself before I want to conceive to come off of it. And what else can I be doing in the meantime while I'm on birth control? So I think those are fair questions. And I think it's each individual is different. I think if you want to take birth control, just take it with the educated, make it an educated choice. Not like, you know, like with my situation, even being a pharmacist, right? Like my doctor told me just take birth control. I just took it blindly. I didn't ask those questions, but now I know. and um. So if someone wants to take it, they can just know what to ask your provider, know what the side effects are, know that it's not regulating your cycle. Yeah, exactly. Just Mm -hmm. make an educated choice about it.
1: So what are some of the other things that we can be doing to kind of help regulate it, whether you're taking the birth control or not?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So I think that with as I mentioned, some of the causes of PCOS, one of the biggest factors is stress. We live in such a high like stress environment nowadays, our society really, you know, looks at us being overworked as like a great thing. And like, oh, you're so productive. Oh, you're superwoman. Like, no, that's not that great for you. Actually, you know, prioritizing rest, managing your stress level. Cause that really has an impact on your hormones um if you have inflammation and that can present in things like rashes acne um having sometimes people have like an allergy to gluten and they experience like bloating and things like that so those are signs of inflammation so if that's something that someone is experiencing then addressing those as the underlying root cause um another thing is Thing your family history and genetics, like do you have insulin resistance in your family? If you do, that's something that can be managed in terms of eating more like balanced meals, doing strength training as a form of exercise. Those things can help. So basically lifestyle changes, um, prioritizing your sleep, that's really important too. Um, not having proper sleep can also affect your cortisol levels, which is your stress level. So those are all the different things and ways that PCOS can be managed. And it is a lifelong condition. Like no one is saying that you have to do this overnight, you know, just making slow changes. So what I'm hearing in all of that is just prioritizing
1: ourselves and especially Mm -hmm. our mental health through things like sleep and stress levels. Okay, so we talked a little bit about you know, having your cycle and how PCOS can affect that, especially, um, you know, when it's like not losing your uterine lining um, and how that can cause some issues. So why is it important to have regular cycles and kind of monitor your period health, even if you don't want kids or you already have kids?
0: Great question. And this is not something that applies to women that have PCOS. This is just in general like women should want to have their periods we our society has a lot of negative connotation with having periods like we think oh it's such an inconvenience and like oh your people even say like oh you're so lucky you have pcos and you you don't get your period but it really shouldn't be like that and there's a lot of jokes around like pms and all of that but really a woman's period health is an overall like monthly report card of her health. And even if you don't want to have kids now or ever, it's still important to want regular cycles because there's so many health benefits of it going through there's four different phases of our period. And one of the phases is ovulation and most birth control prevents ovulation from happening because that's the process that causes you to become pregnant. Like obviously, ovulating, and then when your egg meets the sperm, you become pregnant. So most birth control prevents ovulation, but it is still really important to ovulate because it produces progesterone. And that's really important for our overall health in terms of like reducing inflammation in our body, improving our immune system, supporting thyroid health, our brain health, bone health, breast, breast tissue, heart health, mood, sleep a lot of health benefits of having regular cycles. And so, you know, sometimes if you are just like, so fatigued or you're having like random headaches and your sleep is all over the place, or you just feel like, you know, your mood is just everywhere and you can't seem to get a control of it, then, you know, consider looking at your period. Like how are your cycles? Are they long? Are they short? Are you having breakthrough bleeding? What are your PMS symptoms like? So those are like questions to ask yourself and keeping track for two to three months, seeing if you have a pattern and then you can take all that information. And when you go to a provider, you can say that, look, I've been keeping track. This is like everything I've been experiencing. And then if they say things to you, like, you know, it's just in your head or this and that, you can, you have that information, right? You're not going to question yourself because you've been keeping track of it for two to three months. And then you can go to a different provider. Mm. I think that's super
1: important to just be able to help us know our bodies in a better way, mm-hmm. and be able to take care of that. It's crazy that um you know our cycles are tied to so many different things. Oh you know? mm-hmm, not just like mm-hmm. in our bodies, but our minds too. We've done a few episodes with um cycle syncing and how to like you know work yes, our yes. cycles into how we work, how we live, all of that different stuff too. So it's kind of crazy how it all ties together.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is. It is. And it's actually really a beautiful thing, honestly. Like I used to think that like men had it so easy. Like I wish I was a man, like their life is so easy. They just produce like testosterone and everything is like great for them. But you know, honestly, like once you... Like, are so in tune with your body. You listen to your gut, your intuition. Like, women are so powerful. (laughs) And, like, we're so lucky. Like, our bodies tell us so many things. Like, the reason you're having headaches, like, there's a reason for it. You're so fatigued. There's a reason for it. Like, this, that your body is telling you that something is wrong. You know, you're not eating enough, you're not sleeping enough, you're not drinking enough water. There's a reason that you're having those things. It's not just random. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, I do feel like society has conditioned us into just thinking all of that is so normal though.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I have a lot of theories on that, but I'm here to tell you that it's not normal <laughs> and you know, listen to your bodies and be your own health advocate and a lot of self-care, self-acceptance, self-love and You know, those are all the tools to be the best version of yourself so that you can be like, you know, a great daughter, great mom, great businesswoman, anything that you want to be, but it all starts with you. And
1: you brought up um, mental health being a big player in all of this earlier. Do you want to talk a little bit more about like, you know, the connections
0: between your mental health and your PCOS? Yeah, definitely. So one of the things is that vitamin deficiencies can be common with women that have PCOS in the sense that there's just like some processes in our bodies that don't work as well as people that don't have PCOS. So we can have things like low vitamin D levels. If we do take birth control and metformin, which is commonly prescribed for PCOS symptom management, then that also causes low vitamin B 12 levels Um, so some of those things can lead to things like fatigue it affects our mood and that can further lead to anxiety and depression another thing is that if we're with irregular cycles and a hormone imbalance we don't develop the proper neurotransmitters things like serotonin which is our feel-good hormone so that's another thing that can contribute to the feelings of anxiety and depression, and even having those symptoms, right? Like, yes, it's superficial, like acne and hair loss, but it really plays an effect on your body image, how you feel about yourself, how you, your confidence, and how you, how people perceive you, right? And then, unfortunately, some are the way our society is, some people make comments on things like that, right? And no one wants to hear that. And, Just the, like, even me personally, like, when I was going through, like, a significant amount of hair loss, like, I just didn't like looking in the mirror, I didn't even like taking a shower, because I just, like, it was that anxiety that was provoked to, like, okay, I'm, like, it's just, you know, seeing that, so those types of things, and even, um, like, postpartum depression is more likely to occur in women that have PCOS because of the hormone imbalance. So those are the links.
1: Yeah. I think we as women already have so many body issues, but then add yeah. on there all of mm-hmm. these things that you can't really control, you know, like the hair, the acne, the weight, the all of that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. I mean what tips tricks tools anything like that do you have for women who maybe are struggling through PCOS they're trying to make the changes you know Mm -hmm. to become more healthy but they're really struggling on the mental health and body
0: image side of things yeah I think the biggest thing with that is remembering that uh, managing your PCOS is First, you have to address those root causes, like diets and things that work for people that don't have PCOS are most likely not going to be as beneficial for you, because those diets don't address the underlying root cause, like things like keto or intermittent fasting, Mm -hmm. right? Like, those, first of all, like, ask yourself, is that even yeah, is that even sustainable long term? Because PCOS is a long term condition. So are you okay with doing that for the rest of your life? And then you know, don't ever compare yourself to like, if you're a significant other is a man, and like you guys are workout buddies, and you know, you have the same diet, but they see results like 10 times faster than you, you know, their bodies are different, their hormones are different. If you have PCOS, you're not going to see the results as quickly. Um, but I think to touch on what you were saying specifically what they can do is like I said you know focusing on what is causing your PCOS and seeking help from professionals that actually understand the condition they can definitely help you and support you on your journey you don't have to go through it alone at all and I think in terms of like the body image part of it, like it is a struggle for sure. And even for me, that's like definitely something I've struggled with and still do at times. But I think the biggest thing that has helped me is just trying to work more on like self acceptance and self love and giving myself compassion and grace that you know, I am trying the best I can to manage the sand and you know you don't want to live like a very restricted lifestyle that like I have to be regimented because I have my PCOS right like you still want to enjoy life and it's okay sometimes if you go out and have ice cream you know that's okay like live life have fun and just know that you are doing the best you can
1: yeah I think that's the biggest part is just like being kind to ourselves. Mm-hmm. I do love that you brought up, you know, like finding a medical provider that's actually going to, you know, <laughs> work with you and yeah. against you, which I feel like is a big struggle. We've kind of already hit on it, but how can we be more of our own advocate when it comes to our healthcare and the doctors, you know, that we're choosing to work with? And how do we find good doctors that are going to listen to our concerns when it comes to stuff like this?
0: (laughs) Yes, that's a great, great, great question. Um, So I think, you know, as women, I think we're so fortunate that we have an intuition And I didn't even start listening to my intuition until like a year ago. (laughs) But I mean, it was there, but I ignored it a lot of the times. And then I realized that I need to start listening to it. And I bring that up because I think we as women, we know that if a doctor is telling us like, just lose weight, we know that deep down, we know that that's not the only issue. And you are already trying your best, right? And a doctor doesn't, basically, that's called gaslighting, like when they ignore your concerns, and they just tell you things like just lose weight, or you're not working out as hard as you are telling me, or things like that. And basically, you know, just ignoring your concerns. And I think as women, if we listen to our intuition, we know that, you know, that's not okay to be treated like that. And it's time to look for another provider. And remembering that, you no one is going to care about your health more than you so you have to be your own health advocate and don't just yes doctors are more educated they know certain things more than us but we have our intuition and we know what's right for us in our bodies and focusing on the fact that you know you should be being treated as a patient not just like your labs sometimes they say that okay your labs are normal everything is fine like you just need to lose weight or you're not getting enough sleep or you're not working out hard enough. No, that's not, it's more than that. And to find a proper provider, like I think certain things, like looking in network in your insurance company, you know, if you need to call them or go on the website, see what providers are in your network, you can start there. um, Looking at their website, seeing if they have any experience working with patients that have PCOS. That's one place to start. And I think that, right now, there are other providers that are similar to me, right? Like I provide coaching services for women that want that one-to-one support. There are other providers that may not be necessarily in your insurance, but you can find them that have those ex- expertise. If you need more help with diet, like a dietitian, if you need more help with exercise, those types of things. But in terms of like my approach, I do a holistic approach, which means I do help with all of those aspects a little bit and then if someone needs more specific guidance like they want to work with a personal trainer then I would recommend that or if they have what I feel like might be concerns with their mental health and I would recommend they see a therapist you are able to coach not just like on the
1: PCOS itself but kind of the lifestyle stuff around it as well
0: yeah. So like the holistic approach means that I look at everything in terms of like your stress levels, your sleep. I look at your diet. Um, I review any labs you have to see if you have any vitamin deficiencies. We can address that. You know, if you are someone that doesn't work out at all, you know, we build baby steps into getting you to do some movement and things you enjoy doing. That's so cool.
1: I love that you take a whole... <laughs> look at it instead of just the straight medical side of it so I I do appreciate that you do that because I feel like too many medical providers don't do that but uh, you said it and I think it's super important to just highlight again we know our bodies better than anybody Mm -hmm. else does Mm -hmm. so we know when something's (laughs) wrong and we just have to be able to listen to ourselves and know that we're not crazy because sometimes that medical gaslighting does make us feel like we're crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you know, I think that I know, like I can say this as well. Cause like I'm a pharmacist. Okay. I know how the Western healthcare system is. i worked in it. I've been through the schooling and it that, that's another thing that upsets me. There's just a lot of gaps in our healthcare system and there's lots of reasons for it. And you know, Doctors don't even get more than five to 15 minutes with their patients, right? And all of this stuff. But there's still other resources and other things you can do. And don't be afraid to find another doctor. We're, I know, like we're easily we trust them as we should in certain things, but you should trust yourself more, <laughs> is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. And you know, if you if your gut is telling you that this doctor's not giving you the time, they're not giving you the advice that's actually gonna help you, don't be afraid to look for another provider. And like right now, because of COVID, there's so many providers that provide online consultations. Unfortunately, sometimes they may not be in network, but if you're at a point where you've tried, you know, two, three doctors in network, and you're just not seeing that help, then, you know, try to see if there's someone else that can help you that does understand PCOS. Yeah. Or any like women's health (laughs) condition.
1: any women's health condition that's yeah (laughs) that's true not just PCOS but anything I think it's important especially not just on the medical side of things but on the personal side of things because there's so much impact on your health and your mental health to like have a really good support system around you too for Mm -hmm. those are that are around people that you know, are struggling with PCOS, what can we do to really support them and make it easier for them?
0: Yeah, I think the best thing is just having that open communication and asking them, you know, each person's needs are individualized and different. So just asking that person, like, how can I support you? if you're tired, like, do you just want to stay in tonight? Or can I help you make dinner? You know, just any just asking that person, you know, if they're upset, like what's going on, or if, and definitely do not make comments about anyone's body or anything like that. That's just, you know, and sometimes I think people may say it out of like, concern, or they think they're being helpful. Like, oh, you know, I thought you said that you didn't want to eat this food anymore. And you may bring it up as a way to remind them, but that person already knows they said that, okay, they don't need you to remind them, they're probably going through something, they might be upset. You know, just a nicer way of asking them maybe after is like, okay, how are you feeling? Did something happen today? I noticed you're not yourself. Like, how can I support you? I think that would be a much more kinder approach and an open dialogue for that person to lead the conversation for them to share as much as they want to share.
1: Just don't comment on people's bodies. Yeah, in general. general yes. <laughs> I think. Is the key. <laughs> um, so since you like started this out, you know, and kind of had that medical gaslighting and, you know, have now gone on to learn all of this about PCOS, you're helping others, everything like that where are you now at in your own journey? Like, how do you feel about, you know, not just your PCOS, but your mental health and, you know, everything
0: for yourself? That's a great question. Um, It's definitely a journey. I did come off of the birth control. What year is this? I would say two to three years ago. Oh, it was right after covid so 2021 so about two years ago and uh since then i've had so initially when someone comes off of birth control your body can get a little go into a little bit of a havoc (laughs) so i had that i had that with the hair loss and all of that but right now i've been able to manage it well with my lifestyle changes sometimes when i do have those like high stress periods in my life you know I've gained the weight again I've had those little bit longer periods but I know for me now like I've become in tune with my body and this is what I teach my clients but I know like what's worked for me I know what's going to work for me I know that like certain things will affect me and I'll pay the consequence for that for a little bit of time but I know how to get myself back into being more balanced and aligned But yeah, it's the journey, you know, we all, especially chronic ones, I think just remembering to be kind and patient with yourself and focusing on the progress part of it, not being perfect. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Finding balance. I love that word. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. Well, um, so do you still work in pharmacy or do
0: you do coaching full-time? Great question. Right now I'm doing both. I do mm-hmm. a little bit of the pharmacy part-time. I do the coaching part-time. I hope long-term I can transition to just the coaching, but I do offer that. I have a course online to help people learn about how to have eat balanced meals. And I also have a community for a place where people can share their journeys with each other. I bring in guest experts Um, this month is mental health awareness month. So I'm having a therapist come in, talking to us. And then I have naturopathic doctors coming in next month to share their expertise about PCOS. So I try to provide a place where people can get that evidence-based information and then connect with others that have it. So they're not going through this journey alone. That is cool. I love that. So you talked a lot
1: about like, you know, not just following the Western philosophies of medicine and you have a naturopath <laughs> coming in next month. So I love yes, that. Yes, um, definitely. With that, is there any like supplements or anything like that? You know, the natural side of things that maybe we could
0: <laughs> be taking? Um, Great question. That in itself could be a, a different podcast. But briefly, <laughs> I think um. I think it's, you know, going back to listening to your body, there's nothing wrong with trying multiple things. Like acupuncture is a great thing that can help with reducing stress levels, kind of getting your blood moving. It can help with um, your period a little bit. So seeing an acupuncturist is an option. So that's Chinese medicine. Sometimes they use herbs with that. Another thing is Ayurvedic medicine, which stems from India. So that talks a lot about um, basically we're composed of like three primary doshas. And if those are out of balance, then that can cause chronic health conditions. So like that's an avenue that can be looked at um, and supplements, things like vitamins, as I mentioned, but there are certain supplements that can help for things like insulin resistance if that's needed. So I'm just going to leave it at that because I don't want people to be going out and just taking supplements willy-nilly. Yes.
1: Fair <laughs> enough. I I do appreciate that. But I also love that you have like the traditional Western medical background, mm-hmm. but you're also willing to look into other avenues too. So I do appreciate that. So uh, you talked a little bit about your course that you have you want to tell us where we can find that where we can find you on all of the platforms all of your stuff yeah
0: sure definitely the best way is connecting with me on instagram i would love you know i'm open to people messaging me in my dms i would love to hear from everyone so instagram is the best place my website www.pcosholisticcoach.com has all my links and information about my services i'm also on Podcast and YouTube and yeah, and then you can find more contact information and all the links on my website as well and my Instagram. And
1: and what's the name of
0: your podcast? PCS Holistic Coach Podcast and the same thing on YouTube and TikTok. Okay, perfect. Everything's under the same name makes it easy. Yes, (laughs) yes,
1: perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. I think this was super helpful. Um, and just reminds us, you know, to pay attention to our bodies and to take control Mm -hmm. of our own, you know, medical health and mental health. So thank you so much. Exactly.
0: Yes, you're welcome. Thank you for having me.
1: If you love this episode, please let us know by submitting a review or sharing with the women in your life. We'll see you next time.